we often talk about how like insecurity is one of the things that will like guard us from you know being human and being ourselves in the content that we're creating but there's just like such a gift when we kind of incorporate who we are into the content that we're creating hey there friends welcome to the marketing should be fun podcast where we believe marketing is something you get to do not something you have to do We hope you leave here encouraged, inspired, and a little more excited to share your gifts with the world. Well, welcome back to another episode of Marketing Should Be Fun. My name is Austin Savage. I'm here with my friend and business partner, Kelsey Zarko. And Kelsey, it's so good to be back here with you because we've had so many episodes that are not like this. And so it's so fun to be doing this again. I know. I was like, wait a minute. Do we remember what to do? This is so fun. (laughs) It does. I feel like we always... It's okay. We got creative with some episodes and, you know, we got them out, but yeah. I don't know. We, we, we always, we, we flow back into the rhythm, you know, we That's figure right. it out. Feels like That's we're right. home again. It is. It's good. We are home. And in, I mean, honestly, the, the most important thing since we've had some different style of episodes recently is to get back to our this or that, which I hear right. that you have for us. I do. I'm ready. Okay. I'm actually not ready, but I'm ready. You always get so like nervous about them. They're just very easy questions, Austin. That's okay. Safe place. Well, we're recording <sighs> okay. this on November 2nd, which P.S. Holiday Cups, if you're watching the video version, are back. And so it just feels very Let's holiday go. and cozy today. All the things. I may already have my that's Christmas decorations fun. up, but that's another conversation for another time. <laughs> Does Starbucks already have uh, the the uh like christmas drinks out yeah already that's like today like when they launch their holiday cups is when their peppermint mocha and stuff comes back i I usually i only get like two of those a season because it's like i honestly same just usually still get black coffee very heavy they're so sweet (laughs) but i could go for one of those that feels good i feel like the first like time they come out i always have to get one just for the experience of it all but i was going to say all the christmas things are happening but i'm going to stick to thanksgiving this or that today because when this episode comes out we'll be just like a week or so away from thanksgiving so i want to know mashed potatoes like regular mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes what's your pick on thanksgiving great question mashed potatoes are a confusing subject for me because (laughs) my family i grew up on these like these the boxed mashed potatoes Mm -hmm. like and I don't even know, Same. honestly, how you make them. Like, how does it work? You just put water or something? I can't even remember. I think basically. milk and maybe some butter or something. Oh, yeah, totally. But, I, but like, I always liked it. But like, yeah. uh, then my wife's family, they're, I mean, they make mashed potatoes. So, you know, you like peel Homemade. the potatoes, mm-hmm. you, you chop them up, then you whip them up. And nevertheless, I think I would pick mashed potatoes over sweet potatoes. Um, but I haven't really like decided which kind I like better. Like, I think I just, I don't know. They're, they're both good, but we, we always, uh, my wife and I always joke with each other. We're like, what is real mashed potatoes? Like what is (laughs) the best, the best kind? There's something about like the way you eat it as a kid that just makes it feel like right to you. I get that. I know. It's like, that's what I'm used to. So it's like, I shouldn't feel chunks, but like, (laughs) <laughs> maybe I maybe I should. I don't know. The authentic what would you version say? would say yes. I will eat a regular mashed potato any way you serve it. If it's out of a box, if it's a real potato, peeled, not peeled, I don't no. care. I love wow. mashed potatoes. Yeah. I'm fine with sweet potatoes too, especially when you put on like the marshmallows and the brown sugar. But 
I will always go for just a good old traditional mashed potatoes with a whole bunch of butter and gravy. And now I'm excited for Thanksgiving since we're talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) That is super fun. Our uh, our Thanksgiving schedule always gets so weird uh, every year because my wife's on call a lot. So it's like hard Mm -hmm. to plan like uh, uh, schedules around like when we can travel somewhere Mm -hmm. and when we can't. So it's it's uh it's the life but i am excited i'm excited yeah. for the, the meals and the traditions and fun. hopefully we both get to eat some mashed potatoes this year whenever we do get to celebrate <laughs> at this rate we're both gonna only get to eat sweet potatoes at our probably uh, true. at our thanksgiving dinner so. <laughs> oh that would be ironic <laughs> just, like, for not sure. gonna make them well today uh on our on our episode we just wanted to kind of chat for a little bit just hang out well kelsey the the topic that you had kind of introduced was what do uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift and Nate Bargatze all have in common in your brain? Um, and so <laughs> I will throw it over to you to introduce kind of the the subject of community we want to talk about and then we can uh, dive in. Yeah, I know. I'm like, we might need to do like a quick backstory on who all these people are in case you don't know, but you probably know who taylor swift is if unless you've been living under a rock yeah here's the backstory so last weekend or two weekends ago my husband and i um we got to go away for just like a quick anniversary like weekend and one of the things that we had planned was we had gotten tickets to see nate bargatze he is kind of a new up and coming not new but he's newly more well-known um comedian Mm -hmm. hilarious if you need to laugh and you haven't watched you should check out his netflix specials they're so funny and then a couple um, week days before that show, he was on Instagram and he had this big announcement about how he was going to be hosting Saturday Night Live. And so he had to cancel a few of his shows or reschedule them. It was a whole thing. Thankfully, we were the last show that squeaked through before he had to reschedule. So we didn't have to miss our show. That was great. Um, so that happened. And then at the same time, just like a few days after that, I had gone to see the Taylor Swift movie. Um, she put out like a movie of her concert. So I just kind of had those things rolling in the back of my mind. And then I'm still doing my job during the day of creating content for people. And I always think it's interesting to watch just like how audiences and communities are reacting to people on social media or just like in the media, the news, Mm -hmm. online. Um, And I just noticed that both during Nate Bargatze's exciting announcement about hosting Saturday Night Live, like tons of people were coming over and like excited for him, cheering him on watching Saturday Night Live, maybe after never have watching it. And then because he's there, they're coming. I know that was true for me. Mm -hmm. I shamefully have to admit I had never watched Saturday Night Live before. But I was like, oh, I'm for sure going to show up and watch this because I know him. I've, you know, interacted with him. He's built trust with me. I'm going to show up here. And the same thing with like Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, the phenomenon of watching the marketing side of like, all the Swifties coming over and like being interested Mm -hmm. in football and how the NFL is even like catering to that with some of their marketing or like TV stations Mm -hmm. and networks having things on their screen. So all that's happening. And I'm just thinking about the intricacies of what that means as those people have built their brand over years and years and years of showing up and how you see their people. I think I told you like willing to follow them anywhere. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of where the conversation started for me of thinking through how we do the same thing with our clients and help them build brands and communities where people trust them so much that they will follow them anywhere. And that that doesn't just happen overnight either. Totally. Did you see, this is the most random thing, but uh, did you see that the NFL's Instagram bio for the longest time was like 
I don't think it is anymore. But for when the Chiefs were like three and zero or something mm-hmm. after uh, Taylor Swift first went there, their bio was literally like Chiefs are three and zero since becoming Swifties or something like that was all it said <laughs> That's uh, about them. And I was like, I, it was you know, and I know like a lot of like football fans like yeah. got annoyed by it There's where they were like, feelings, come yeah. on, but. But that was so fun. Like that was funny uh, mm-hmm. to to see that they really like um, doubled down on that. And, yeah, uh, I love like, all the included memes. it in all that messaging. Yeah, like they're going around sharing stats of like here's how many yards he gets on games that she's here versus not here. And <laughs> I think that it says totally. a lot to the the marketing, um, the people who are in marketing in the NFL and like everyone on that team that they right. are seeing the power of using some of that humor and like connecting with her audience mm-hmm. because they know there is a brand like a following there that will do a lot of things for their brand too. And so I thought that was cool to see that they embrace that. Yeah. So like those people specifically, um, and I know that you, you are connected to some of those brands more than others, but like, what do you think it is about, um, you know, some of those people and really just, just kind of expanding that overall to even what we've seen, uh, for, for our clients, like, Mm -hmm. what do you feel like is the, difference maker in creating those communities that people feel like so connected to. Yeah, totally. I really think a lot of it is the human aspect of it. Like the behind the scenes, like those, those people, first of all, I think there's a couple of things. First of all, I think it's consistency. Like Taylor Swift literally was making music when I was in college, you know, like 10, you know, 15 years ago, like she has put in the work and has been consistent, not just on her, social media and her, you know, mm-hmm. her marketing aspects for certainly, but you know, she has been doing what she does for a very long time and has yeah. just stuck with the totally. process and has embraced it. Same thing with Nate Bargatze. Um, he's been a comedian for a long time. You can go back and find clips of mm-hmm. him a long time ago where he looks way yeah. different, but he's doing the same thing. And totally. they just have, have been there and have embraced the long game. Mm-hmm. You know, we tell our clients that all the time, like you have to be ready to like play the long game because there is power there. So I think it's consistency. Mm-hmm. And then I think it is that people, I feel like I know Taylor Swift and I know Nate Bargatze, even though I have never met them in my mm-hmm. life because they, yeah. um, they show up for their fans. They are, you know, active on like specifically for me, I follow them on social media, but there are so many ways that you can interact with them on different platforms yeah. and they don't just like sing you a song or tell you a joke. They share content that's relatable and it, you know, you connect yeah. to it. And so you think, I get this, this connects with me. I want to show up for this content because they're not just trying to push something out there. It's connecting with their audience. So I think when an audience feels yeah. connected, like we say all the time, you know, trust perform or content performs on a human level and you've built that trust with them. So then I will go wherever you're going because I'm invested and I'm connected and I right. want to go too. Yeah, it really is fascinating. Um, you and I were just talking the other day about Taylor Swift's marketing um, mm-hmm. and how she like she really positions herself as part of her community. Yeah. Like she doesn't in in the way that she speaks and and mm-hmm. kind of carries herself. She isn't like positioning herself as like someone to follow, even though that's the result like right. that she's looking for and is is kind of what's what's happening. Like it it was really interesting in um one of the the post that she made about her recent album, I just noticed like she was just using the language of like we and like yeah. she was like, this is something that like we can celebrate together and that like we can have uh, listening parties for together or, you know, something she, I think she even phrased it of like something that we have earned together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like really fascinating to read that because I was like, most brands would use like 
I language of like, Mm -hmm. or we just referring to them as like the company. Right. Not like we language being like us together as, as a community. Um, and I thought, I mean, that just like such an interesting kind of positioning from a, from a brand standpoint of just how effective you can really make people feel Mm -hmm. like part of that. Yeah, definitely. I think she, you know, I went and saw her movie and she even talks like that at her concerts of like, look what we get to do tonight. And like, yeah, there is, I think there's probably so much psychology behind that too, but also being, um, not feeling like you always have to be the one who is the expert, the professional. There is a time for that, for sure, to be the expert yeah. and to bring people along and to like, you know, pour into them. But I think, you know, we talk, this goes back to what we say over and over again. People get on social media or get on their different platforms because mm-hmm. they want to connect with people, because they want connection. And yeah. so when you can position your brand, whether that's you as a individual or whether your brand is not a personal brand, but when you can position yourself to be, a place where people find connection, especially to yeah. another human. I think that's where you see some really cool stuff start to happen. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a good reminder that like the value that we have to bring is not just in like what we know or what we have to teach right. or what we have to share or even like the products that we have to sell. Like, yes, those are all kind of pieces of the puzzle. And like we just, you just talked about this in the last episode of Marketing Should Be Fun. Like, we have to tell people what we do and what we yeah. offer because you know we're all trying to build these brands but at the same time like it's just such a good reminder that like we the another piece of value that we have to offer is is connection and it's like who we are as people um and i think you know as we often talk about how like insecurity is one of the things that will like guard us from you know being human and being ourselves in the content that we're creating but there's just like such a gift when we kind of incorporate who we are into the content that we're creating not only to ourselves because i think like it's it's fun to kind of be be known in that way but it's also just a gift to like the communities that we're building because people feel seen when they see you know a, a normal day in the life or people feel like they're you know connected to other people who kind of uh, think the same way that they do um, as we're able to kind of like build these communities around who we are and what we uh, what we think and, you know, uh, some of the things that we can normalize in the human side of our brands as well. Yeah, that was so good. Just take that whole monologue and just put it on a wall. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> yes, put it on a t-shirt. Can you say that I, once? I feel like you said that once. <laughs> I said once we should get t-shirts of our um, good friend and business partner because we always say that when we oh, introduce yes, our yes, show. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I totally agree with what you're saying, though. I think when I was thinking through what I hope our listeners would be encouraged in when they hear this episode, it was just that mm-hmm. reminder that your personality and your behind the scenes and your real life and just your humanness is a gift and a an asset to your brand. And so to not feel like you have to hold yeah. that back, but to be encouraged to maybe take a step to show that in a new way that you haven't felt brave enough to or you haven't felt worthy enough to or you haven't felt like anybody wanted mm-hmm. to see. Um, that, that I think that's a step I hope that you'll take after hearing this. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think it's like, um, somebody else that popped in my head is, uh, I recently shared an album with, with you from, uh, from him, but Noah Khan, um, is somebody who has kind of exploded in popularity recently. Um, a sort of, I guess, you know, folk singer, but, um, Mm -hmm. Anyways, he uh, he is just such a fascinating person to watch because like he breaks like all of the rules for like what you're supposed to 
do like with your with your brand like he's not professional at all uh Mm -hmm. he makes like uh i don't know like goofy jokes all of the time and it's just like really like he's just a fun person and he just is like really carrying over like who he is to to this brand that he's building um and it's so fascinating because like even though it's not professional and even though it's not like uh buttoned up like it is so much more effective in getting people to feel connected to to him because yeah. like lately he's been uh releasing a ton of like collabor- collaborative songs um with a bunch of different artists and like people are so excited not only because they're like this is so cool and i'm you know so like excited to listen yeah. but it's also just like how awesome that you are getting this opportunity and that we get to like to be here kind of like witnessing this this growth in who you are uh, as a musician and, and a person. Um, and I think a lot of that stems from like how he has carried himself, like as he has become, you know, more popular, he has stayed true to like the human side of, of who he is. And yeah. it is, there is, I mean, there's real power and, and freedom, I think in, in showing that. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that because I feel like another similarity I'm noticing as we're talking is that all of these people, and we could name, I'm sure, tens of thousands of more. But like all of these people have shown, have let their followers in on the journey. Like they've, sh- you know, like we yeah. were there when Taylor Swift was singing like her Tim McGraw songs on her guitar. We, mm-hmm. you know, we watched Nate Bargatze like come from, you know, his smaller venues. And like you can see his clips mm-hmm. of old shows. You're, you're, you're saying like them being excited for that singer getting to kind of like grow in his popularity and get those collaborations. And so to not be afraid to let people see that part too, like let them see the journey. You don't have to wait to share, you know, exciting or even behind the scenes content when you arrived, it can be as you're going Mm -hmm. and that builds trust with people to see, you know, we're all on a journey and everybody's working towards a goal. And so when you can take down that curtain and let them see we're all human and we all have places we're trying to get to, I think there's some, um, some power built into the the trust building process there too. Yeah. How do you feel like uh, we've seen that with our, with our own clients, uh, Kelsey, like as we've, um, you know, seen content that like performs better. I know we've shared here on the podcast that like human content always performs better than like non-human yes. content. And by non-human, I mean like, you know, yes. a graphic uh, right. typically isn't uh, performing as well as like a picture of somebody or a video from somebody and things like that. But yeah. what are some of the ways that you feel like we've tried to incorporate like relatability. Yeah. The first, the first I, concept that came to mind when you said that is like one of the easiest ways is just to like share a photo instead of a graphic. Like you just said, mm-hmm. I was just planning some holiday content for a client um, who shares a lot of like products that are great, like gift mm-hmm. ideas for parents and families. And I was looking yeah. back at content from last year and just the way that a photo of them holding their products performed versus like a flat lay of their products. And so again, yeah. like we always say, there are times and places for all types of content, but that's just a great one. That's an, that feels mm-hmm. really approachable to people when they're first thinking like, what do you mean? I have to like share more of a human yeah. side of myself, like take a picture of yourself with whatever you're talking about instead of a graphic. That's a great first step. Um, right. I feel like we've also seen this sometimes with like funny reels that we'll do where maybe it has like not a ton to do with their actual like product they're selling or their services, but it just kind of is like a silly thing to do with their personality. Um, One of our clients does a lot of hair care, but she also has a husband who's a farmer and we created some silly Mm. content last year during harvest season of like what it's like to be a wife of a farmer. And that just did really well and just kind of shared like a little bit more relatability with that side of her 
her life and her story. And then mm-hmm. anytime we can have our clients tell stories too, instead of just teaching a concept, um, we yeah. have a couple of clients who, you know, teach on marriage and when they will pull up a video and talk through like, this is what we just talked through with one of the couples that we um, coach. Mm-hmm. Like that is really powerful compared to maybe yeah. just like writing out like, here's how to do this X concept. Right. So those are the couple that come to mind. Hold how on. about you? Yeah, I think that's... I, I love the example too that you gave uh, of the the content that we made that's like almost adjacent to to a brand. Um, I was thinking of like my my own social content recently and you and I were talking the other day and like literally I posted something about how my daughter started liking Pokemon cards recently and yeah. by far like that has been like the highest performing uh, <laughs> content that I've, you know, created, which is, I mean, not unexpected necessarily because it's you know just kind of a, a, it was just like a fun little story um but it's just such an, a good example of like you know sometimes it's okay to like to to create brand adjacent content like mm-hmm. you know even with like if you have a podcast or if you're you know creating a blog like sometimes it's okay to create things that are like more fun um, or to create things that like just tell a story of, you know, people who are on your team or uh, tell a story of, you know, something that's like more about your culture than it is about like what you're selling. Um, I know for, you know, some of our our clients like around this time of year, sometimes even though, you know, it's not directly related to their brand, we'll share like recipes uh, to mm-hmm. their email list or we'll share, um, you know, like different uh, fun like gift ideas to, to their um, blog. And like each of those things... Uh, you know, in, in some circumstances, it, it supports the brand itself. But sometimes it's just a, a fun way to just be like, hey, this is something special to me that I want to share with you. Or this is something that I get excited about around around this time of year or about this topic. And I want uh, to just bring you into that. And it just deepens that connection where now, you know, you're just you're continuing to make it more and more likely that people are building that trust with you which makes the times that you talk about your brand more compelling because people care about you, not just the product that you're, that you're selling, um, which is, I mean, the point of it all uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, 100%. I don't, I don't think we... I hope that you, if you're listening, feel the freedom to kind of like loosen up those lanes a little bit sometimes and not mm-hmm. feel like you have to be stuck in a box or in a lane. Those lanes are helpful and they're a great guideline, um, but you can step out of those yeah. sometimes and build some really cool connection with people when you do that. I think kind of the key idea, you shared this earlier in the episode, essentially, but um, I think, you know, just remembering that one of the best ways to build a community, if you're looking to build a community is to create relatable content is to, um, you know, not be afraid or to, to move towards being less afraid uh, of sharing content that, uh, you know, really brings people into who you are or who, you know, the, the, true kind of brand behind the product is uh, depending on, you know, the, the brand that you're building. There's real power in just uh, being relatable and in uh, how people can connect to that uh, easier, which I think will open up a lot of cool doors for you down the road if you lean into that. All right. Well, we hope this episode of all of the pop culture and all of the sports and all of the entertainment is an encouragement to <laughs> you. So much pop you. culture. So much pop so culture. So much. We mentioned And I hope that if you <laughs> haven't listened to those people that we gave you, if nothing less, new people to go check out this week. Um, but we hope that you are just encouraged to continue in your consistency and your relatability and just not being afraid to color outside the lines a little bit and be a real human because you're showing up 
on these platforms to other real humans who want to connect with you. I love it. All right. Well, we will see you right back here next time. Hey, thanks for listening in to today's episode of the Marketing Should Be Fun podcast. We share an episode every other week, so make sure to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. We'd also love to connect with you on social, so come hang out on Instagram at savagecontent.co or sign up for email updates on our website. All right, friend, here's your reminder that marketing is something you get to do, not something you have to do. We'll see you next time.